Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl Stephanie Hardy. So of course, um, if this is your first time listening, thank you for joining the ride and continuing on this amazing journey with me. And if this isn't your first time listening, thank you so much for staying with me on this ride. So in this episode, it's just going to be a conversation with me and amazing wrestling starlet, um, the golden one, Cassandra Golden. We're going to talk about the origins of her, of her um, name, um, which I think is really interesting. And we're going to talk about her favorite opponents that she's faced so far and basically her hopes for the future in terms of her career. So enjoy, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Hardy wrestling podcast all right so on the hardy wrestling podcast we have the golden one um cassandra golden how are you ma'am i'm doing good how are you I'm doing good. Um, just can't complain. Just hanging on, and it's you know Thursday, so we're just gonna um, embrace Thursday night and then go into the weekend. Exactly. I'm ready for the weekend. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, me too. Definitely. Yeah. So we're gonna start um, by asking. But I'm gonna start by asking what I ask all of my guests, and that's when did you fall in love with wrestling? Well, I fell in love when I was younger. Um, I wasn't a fan exactly like at the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. Wrestling was always my sister and my dad's kind of bonding experience until I intruded on, <laughs> on it. So it definitely just ever since I was young, I watched the Royal Rumble. And then that's really was my real introduction to wrestling to where I just actually sat down and watched it. And I was like, oh, man, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's basically how it started. You kind of just looped yourself into what your dad and your sister were doing. Right, exactly. Okay. And like they stopped watching it after a while, but I still loved it. Of course, I still loved it ever since. That's funny because it's kind of like how it was with my sister. Like she started watching it. She was born like a whole lot later. Um, She's eight years younger than me. So she would watch it with me and my dad, but then the older she got, the more she kind of got out of it. But, you know, people like some people just stick to it and then other people's, you know, just don't. But it's okay though, because I mean, it's whatever. Right, exactly. Yeah, sometimes people grow out of cartoons, other people grow out of different shows and they get into other things. So it's not a problem. But sometimes I do wish she was still watching it though. It'd be nice to, you know, just talk to you, like, have that bond. Yeah, I understand that. Sometimes I want to talk to my sister about, like, wrestling and she doesn't, like, get it. So, <laughs> but it's always interesting to see, like, her reaction. She's seen two of my shows. She's been there with me. And mm-hmm. it's always so cool to, like, see her reaction and see, like, her opinion of everything because she's kind of, like, new, fresh eyes. So she's seeing everything. You're giving me her reaction. And it's <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, and then for me, it's sort of like my sister still knows enough to still, you know, have a conversation about it. So I actually sent her pictures from Alabama Comic Con where it was me and Booker T. And she was just like, oh my God, is that Booker T? And I'm like, yeah. And she was like, oh. <laughs> so, she still, and so she still knows enough, but not so much so to the point to where it's everything about the present that she knows. Oh, but, yeah. I can still share stuff with her, so it's still cool, though. Right, yeah. Shout out to the sisters in our right, lives. Right, exactly. The younger sisters. My sister's younger, too. <laughs> oh, yes. Gotta love yeah. them. Gotta love them. Sometimes. I'm just kidding. No. 
Yeah, they get on our nerves, but we love them anyway. Right, okay. love them anyway. Yes. So when did you exactly decide to pursue it as a career? Um, I would say I was definitely in college. When I was younger, I, something like this to me didn't see, seem like it could be real to me, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it kind of just felt like a dream, like a fantasy. And I'm like kind of a realistic person. So like in my head, that's not something that I thought that I could realistically do. Mm -hmm. Until I was in college, um, I would say I was a junior going to senior year and I was like, man, I really want to look up some schools. I couldn't find anything near me at that time. I went to school in Memphis. I couldn't find anything near me at that time. So I was like, when I graduate, I'm going to put all I'm going to put my everything in it. I'm going to go. I'm going to I'm going to at least try. I got a degree in business, um, specialization in accounting. So like I can do that any old time. I can be in my 60s, 70s doing accounting, whatever, but I need to do this now. Like I have to do this now. And so whenever I graduated, that's when I started my journey to be a pro wrestler. So you started with wrestling like after college? Yes, is when I first started um, training after college. Wow, yeah. that's, that's interesting. And then a degree in business too, mm -hmm. like, man <laughs> like it's like to you go to go from business to wrestling is it's it's so funny it's like the two kind of go together yeah you know to a certain extent but then at the same time they're still so vastly different too so it's just that's really interesting yeah everybody is really surprised because business definitely does seem like i said i'm more of like a realistic person mm -hmm. business does or accounting seems more like my speed so like my family was also surprised and startled when others like oh this is what you want to do? <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, of course, this is what I want to do. Okay, and they were supportive of that? Oh, yes, very supportive, especially my mom. She was extremely supportive, and my sister and my cousin Maddie, they were extremely supportive. Everybody else was, too. Everybody else, though, was like more like surprised than anything, but they were definitely like supportive. They always asked me about it, so they think it's really cool that I'm doing it. They were just shocked more than anything because mm -hmm. it seems so outside of like my personality. Um, but everybody, I would say, was really supportive. I never really had anybody try to down talk it or anything to me before, so I'm lucky in that regard anyway. Yeah, that's really good. I'm glad that they actually do support you. See, with my family, I told my mom and my dad and they were cool about it. But as far as the rest of my family, it's like they see it kind of like in passing um, because I have lots of family all over the country and not necessarily just in Alabama. Mm -hmm. So it's just like there's only so much that they see on social media. Right. So I can only imagine how it's going to be at Thanksgiving or Christmas where I tell them, so Stephanie, what's you been up to? Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. It's going to be hilarious. I cannot right. wait. Just to see it's everybody's reactions, yeah, that's gonna be funny. Oh my god, yeah, podcasting, commentating, you know, that kind of stuff, right? That's gonna be funny. So, who exactly did you train with, and what were some of the greatest lessons that you learned during your training? Um, well, I first started with training with Lance Storm. Um, once I trained with him, that's a three month program. I came back to Arkansas, mm -hmm. I actually took um, quite a bit of time off, um, but then I started back up. I started wrestling with Action Jackson or Jonathan Holt in Arkansas. Um, he's a great trainer around there. So if you're looking for wrestling training in Arkansas, Central Arkansas, I should hit him up. Um, and then I moved to Atlanta, Georgia about two years ago and uh, to train at the Power Factory and now in the, the Nightmare Factory. Okay. And what would you say were some of the greatest lessons that you learned during that time? 
Definitely. Well, one is going to be more like, I guess, wrestling related. Um, use my size. I'm a lot bigger than the girls that I wrestle. I'm a lot taller and, and in weight. So definitely just make sure I use my size on that power based type of um, move set. The other one that I apply to outside is to take criticism, <laughs> is to learn how to take criticism. Um, because it, it, you get that a lot in wrestling. Um, sometimes it's constructive, sometimes it's not. So you have to really learn the difference between the two and kind of just know how to take it on the chin and just and just learn from it. And you can really take that from wrestling to outside of wrestling as well. Yeah, definitely. And also in terms of using um, using your power as an athlete, I can imagine like learning that had to be like an amazing journey and finding out all the things that your body can actually do right exactly and it's always cool to go out there and like be the one like throw it around and everything like that but it's sometimes for me it is difficult because like i love i love small wrestlers too because i was like man i wish i could do that but i can't <laughs> like i love sasha banks but she's so tiny but i can't <laughs> like the things like sasha banks can do something like oh man <laughs> Yeah, she's a tiny goat. Like she, she is tiny. She is my goat, but she's but she's tiny from what yeah. I can see. But the tiniest ones really, you know, use that speed to their advantage. Right. And that's what I and that's what I tend to love. But it's like the taller ones, you know, like um the bigger ones who are, you know, bigger built or like the really tall ones can use that power yeah. to their advantage as well. So honestly, I just love it when all wrestlers are just all unique shapes and sizes and everything because it's just like the real world we're all different right exactly so we have to be able to utilize our strengths to our advantage and then whatever people sort of see it as weaknesses really might not even be weaknesses at all so exactly definitely so you said um you basically you know said you know all the stuff that you went through with your training um were there any obstacles that you faced um, as you started? I would say my biggest obstacles, even still to this day, um, I get in my head a lot about things. Um, uh, yeah, I get in my head a lot. I think that's definitely the thing. Just making sure I have that confidence and I believe in myself. I, I definitely would say that's my biggest obstacle because there are things I would say over and over again, like you can't do like in my head. I'm just like, don't say that. And then like, they make me do it. And then I do it <laughs> so like in my head. Like, why are you doing like I do that to myself all the time? And it's just like, man, like that was my biggest obstacle is just me trying to get out of my head. Like I am capable. I can do this. But sometimes, you know, in, like, in your head, you're just like, uh, I don't know if I can. But like once you do it, then it's fine. That's the one thing I still have to like be in my own head is that you can do it and you are able to do it. I would say that's my biggest obstacle is that being in my head too much definitely would have to be my my number one thing. And I still struggle sometimes, but I'm getting better about it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we can really be our own biggest opposition. Yeah, that's like, definitely true. Oh my gosh, like that's one of the biggest problems that I have in my own life is that sometimes I get in my own head and start overthinking, mm -hmm. you know, something that's just so natural, like anything. And sometimes I just, it just sort of stops me from fully, you know, you know, channeling what it is about me that actually is, you know, special and doesn't take that much work. But 
ultimately once you do get out of your own head you realize that what you were you know stressing out about or what you were you know freaking out about is actually something that's relatively simple and once you get it you know you're just like okay well i got it um but that that's definitely a relatable problem you know to have and to anyone who's you know going through that who's listening to this and going through that just know that you know everything's okay and that you know once you take a deep breath and and clear your mind you know you can do anything so exactly you can do anything as long as you set your mind to it and you think you can do it it'll be fine definitely so how has the independent wrestling scene sort of treated you since you've gotten started in this business i would say pretty good um I, when my first year of wrestling when i actually started first taking like wrestling bookings mm-hmm. i didn't wrestle that much um arkansas isn't huge for like wrestling for women um really? yeah not really especially whenever i first started so that's one of the things in my head is that like i was afraid of getting out there and going to other places like getting in my head part overthinking it mm-hmm. <laughs> um, i was afraid of doing that so like my first year i I wrestled maybe like once every month and a half, two months or so, just because I just, I didn't have anything to do. And then once I started going out, I definitely did start getting booked more. Um, Every show, and one thing I love about the Indies is it's such a learning experience because you don't have the same fans, you don't wrestle the same people. You can just learn how to like wrestle in front of different crowds. You can learn how to wrestle with different people. It's just such a huge learning experience like all around. So that's one of the things that I really do love about the Indies is that no one show is the same. Even if it's with the same company, uh, the fans could be different. They bring in different wrestlers. Different day, different weather. It makes people act different. You know, it's just, you just never know with like the indies because everything can just be different every show, and you just learn so much that way. I believe. Yeah, like I feel like the indies are are really great. You know, sort of. I don't want to say a stepping stone because some people, you know, spend their whole careers, right. you know, in the independence. I don't want to mm-hmm. use that, you know, phrase at all, um, or disrespect the indies at all. But sometimes once you start there from what I can see, it sort of prepares you a lot for a bigger platform because you're able to perform, you know, in various, in various circumstances and in various cities and, you know, and that really does prepare you a lot, you know, for your future, you know, goals. Right, exactly. You just learn how to do pretty much get everything thrown at you. So whenever you like to go to these other shows um, or the ones on TV, you kind of just know how to know how to work it. Yeah, and everything's just kind of chill after that point. You're just like, okay, right. well, I did this. I, I can handle this. Right. You know? So I imagine that that has to be really cool. So mm-hmm. um, how would you say, have you felt, have you, do you feel that you've built a fan base? I would say so. Um, I That's one of my favorite parts, too, about the Indies is just having to, that connection with the fans. You get to go out during, like, intermission and get, or before the show, after the show, you get to hang out with the fans, say hello, really get to know people, because I still have people come up to me at shows and, hey, I remember seeing you at this show, seeing that show. I have one family that whenever I see them, I normally go to, like, Mississippi around there. They say, we drove six hours to see you, and I'm just like, stuff like that, like, really, like, makes me feel so good because it makes me feel like I'm doing something right sometimes anyway <laughs> drive that that far to see me um 
it's great. I, I love my fans. Um, they definitely know how to show me love and make me feel like I'm doing a good job. That is so sweet that you have like a family that actually drives to see you. Yeah, I, I, I love when they say that. <laughs> like we came to see you and I was like, oh, thank you. Like there's so many people, but the fact that you resonate with people, I, I under, that has to be, you know, a very touching thing. Definitely. Oh my gosh. It, it like, makes me feel really good. Like that reminds me of um, when I was at Alabama Comic Con this past weekend and I ran into someone who loves to comment on my clips on Facebook. That's cool. And actually meeting him was just like, oh my God, like it's you, like you're in front of my face. <laughs> it's you. And, yeah, and I was actually able to hug him and say hi. And then he even came for the panel that I was a part of um, with Burma Slam, which is a wrestling um, group here in Birmingham. And oh, I was no. just, yeah, I was just so happy, you know, to meet everyone and to talk to everyone and everything. But just the fact that I was able to meet um, people who actually listen to my show was just like, oh my god, like that's so great. It's such a cool feeling. Yeah, it's like once it's like they actually pay attention to me, like, and you actually want to see me. Like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> of course, yeah. Oh, uh, it's so great. So, how would you say that the pandemic affected your career? Uh, I, I would say it pretty big. Um, I was doing some really cool stuff before the pandemic. I did AEW and then in uh, February and then I did Impact in uh, March. And it kind of just after that, it just like stopped <laughs> for, mm -hmm. for a good while. I just saw on like Twitter the other day. Um, so I stopped wrestling in March. And then in 2020, I didn't wrestle again until October. It was like October 6th. I had my first match back um, after the pandemic. And it was just like, man, it, I had a lot of cool stuff lined up that just had to be canceled. And uh, it's sad to think about, but hopefully I can get my momentum back up and running. But it definitely put a damper on a lot of cool things that I had coming up. But hopefully we can get it back up. Yeah, and it's looking like slowly but surely people are, you know, opening back up and things in wrestling actually are, you know, having shows and everything. So hopefully, you know, once everything sort of gets situated and under control, you know, everything will be fine. So right. what did you do, you know, in that time in which you weren't active? You know, I was really just trying to stay safe for the most part. I, I couldn't really go to the gym. I was still working, thankfully. I still have my job. Um, that's pretty much just what I was doing at that time. I was trying to think of different like character things as well. Because um, I always say with me, like my character is just me. <laughs> I was trying to think of just different things that I can add to it. I got a couple new pairs of gear. Um, I got a couple, a, a new pair of boots as well. I got my customized boots. So I was trying to get stuff started for whenever wrestling did come up. But for the most part, I did just try to stay safe um, and just working. Okay. Well, that's a pretty, you know, safe option there in, in yeah. terms of working hard, but also at the same time being smart. So right. ultimately, that's all anyone can do at this point, because of course, it's still going on. But at the same time, you know, all anyone can do truly is just to stay safe and just do the best that they can. So right. it's good to know that you were actually able, you know, to sort of keep working to a certain extent and figure stuff out. So you mentioned your character. So 
what was the inspiration behind it if you don't mind you know talking about that i stole well at least the golden one i stole that from my friend brandon he came up with it for me mm -hmm. um because my real name is, is cassandra golden everybody thinks it's like uh just a stage name but no that's my real name uh <laughs> So everybody thinks that, but my friend Brandon, he just came up with the golden one, Cassandra Golden, and I just stole it from him ever since. I give him credit, like this time I'm giving him credit for it, but um, I've just always used that. I had a name before, and I used to go by Aria Alexander, like when I first, first started. Mm -hmm. And everybody was like, why are you using that name? Like your real name is so much better than that. And so I was like, Ugh. it took a lot of convincing because I wanted to have a, a secondary name. You know, like Beyonce, Sasha Fierce. That's yeah. what I wanted. And everyone's like, no, like, what are you doing? <laughs> you gotta just use your real name. So I did. I ended up using my real name and I stole um, the golden one moniker from my friend Brandon. So that's how he I mean, I think that's a cool, you know, name to use. And just the idea that that's your actual name works well. Yeah. Because you won't have to change anything and you don't have to do so many extra things. Like I'm assuming maybe a lot of wrestlers or a lot of people have to do, you know, to sort of do their name thing. And yeah. what's so cool about that is it's like there are so many people in wrestling, myself included, who have like names that are just iconic and honestly golden cassandra golden is just something that people always remember like <laughs> literally like who's gonna forget that <laughs> yes that's true like no one is gonna forget that at all and the fact that it's real is just awesome like and then with my name it's just even though my name is sort of on my podcast and everything it's just there's the hardy boys and then there's right. the fact that there's stephanie mcmahon and <laughs> There's just so many of us, like Kiera Hogan, you know, in her name. Right. Like, there's just so many of us who have, you know, cool names and stuff. So I feel like, out. yeah, I feel like that just adds to the list of amazing names in wrestling. Thanks. Like, it works. So yeah. did anybody give you a hard time because your last name was Golden, like when you were growing up? Oh, my gosh. So, yes. <laughs> I used to ride the bus. Um, do you, I'm sure you know, like, this song Golden by Jill Scott. Oh, yeah. So That's I used to ride the bus and whenever I would get off the bus, I would have a group of kids yell, scream, sing that song out through the windows as I was getting off and like walking to my house. It was so embarrassing, but I mean, now it's funny, but at the time I didn't think it was funny. I was very shy. I'm still a shy person. So I didn't like all that attention on me. So everybody would oh. always sing that. I was just like, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> but now it's funny, but back then I was just like, ugh. <laughs> so embarrassing um, but I would get that a lot of course me and my sister everybody would call us just the golden girls <laughs> or like, sing, like the theme song and stuff like that so it's just mostly those things that we would normally like get <laughs> from people see it's so funny that you, you said that you were shy and you really didn't like all that attention mm -hmm. so I completely understand you know that that sort of you know, reservedness because my boyfriend is actually like that too. He's very introverted as well. He doesn't really like that much attention either. Yeah. So I totally understand, you know, where you're coming from with that. Right. But I just know for me, like, I probably would have embraced it after a while and just would have been like, yes. <laughs> like, I wish. I Jill wish. is singing about me. <laughs> that would have been perfect. 
like Jill is singing about me. Right. I'm a golden girl. Like I would have like that's just what I would have done just to take the attention off, just to make it just to make it fun for me. Cause, Thank you. Yeah, because it's just like that's just my thing. It's just like I I have a tendency to just be extra anyway. It's just like how Beyonce me and Beyonce have the same birthday. Oh, like, that's cool. Yeah, I seriously feed into that all the time. Like that's it's good. Just, like it's me and her, and then there's Xavier Woods and Awesome Kong as well. Oh wow, that's really cool. Yeah, and Cardi B's new baby. Like <laughs> really, like, it's just all that's of us cool. on September the fourth, and it's some- just it's iconic. I and and because you know I embrace that, it's just like I just be like, yup, we're Virgos, we're up in here, we rule everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, funny. Well, that's cool. You share both of them. That's really cool. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. Like, I just love it so much. So, and then I, I also used to say that the Hardy boys are like my brothers from another life. That's so funny. Like I embrace <laughs> that. Like I absolutely embrace that. Like when people, when I'm in wrestling spaces and they be like, Hardy, like the Hardy boys, I'm like, yup. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Just like them. <laughs> I'm not extreme though, but it's just not like extreme. Them. You got to get extreme then. Extreme how though? Swanton bomb off the table. <laughs> oh my god, no! I would fall and hurt myself. I'm not athletic at all. It's like I'm athletic enough to work out at the gym, but not enough to jump off of things. Me too. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah, I yeah. When they say don't try this at home, I take it seriously. No, no, I, I can't. No. Right, I feel you. <laughs> oh, so what are some hobbies of yours that you like to do outside of wrestling? I'm a homebody. Um, a lot of the time, I like to. I love The Sims. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love playing The Sims. I've been getting back into reading. I like to watch. I like to watch TV too. Just watching. Re- or I like to watch wrestling too, of course. Um, I like to eat at new restaurants, and like, <laughs> or not even new restaurants. I like to eat too at my favorite restaurants. Um, you know, I need. I want to get that question. It's like. I need hobbies. I need things to do. Because like I said, I just like to chill out at my house. If I'm not wrestling, I like to chill out. I like to watch my wrestling, play my Sims. Um, I go to the gym, too. Mm-hmm. I don't like to do that a hobby or more of something I have to do, I guess. <laughs> but I always say, any any new hobbies whenever somebody asks me, what are your hobbies? Because I just like to like chill out a lot of times. I'm boring. Okay. I'm a boring person. That's not boring. <laughs> that's not boring at all. I just think that's very comfortable, you know? Yeah, I am. I love my space. Me and my dog. I like hanging out with my dog, too, Winston. Yeah. You stopped barking, so that's good. Okay, what's your dog's name? Winston. 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 Yay. He's a Shih Tzu. He's very cute. Aww. He's sharing him on my face. I'd show him, but he needs a haircut, so I don't want to do that to him. Oh, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. If he did have a haircut, I would definitely put him up here because he's cute. I still think he's cute, but I don't want people to judge him for his hair. Oh, no, I would never <laughs> judge, judge him. Shout out to Winston. We he's love like, you. We love he's dogs. He's black. He's a hello. <laughs> Do you have a dog? Um, no, I don't. Um, it was my dog story is pretty insane. Um, I didn't grow up with pets, so anytime mm-hmm. I would see dogs, I would get scared immediately. Oh, no. Um, and I didn't start fully embracing dogs until me and my boyfriend got together because he had, he had two pets, and then now he has two newer pets. So 
um once i started being with him we've been together for years now so it's just like now me being around dogs is normal like i can see dogs out in public you know in the park now and if they and if their owner says i can you know pet them and say hi then i'm okay with that oh that's nice well that's good dogs are the best i love dogs yeah like it took a while though it it was a long process but once i did i did and now i love them that's good i absolutely love them now but it was a long process it was a lot it was a lot of growth on my part but we grew and here we are here we are we loving dogs now that's all that is Yes, definitely. Like I want like maybe two or three. <laughs> oh wow. Or maybe if we just have one. Like if me and my boyfriend live together, we just have one. I mean that's fine. You know, two. Just just either way, I just want something. Just want something. I was wanting to get another one so he can have like a little friend too, but they're a lot of work. I want a puppy and puppies are a lot of work. Um so I was like, I don't know. I was thinking about it. Because I kinda do want two of them, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, so- puppies. Yeah, puppies are a lot of work, but essentially, you know, I just, I just think of them as kids. You know, honestly, I just feel like dogs are ultimately, ultimately, like just humans in animals' bodies. Right. Like, I believe that. Yeah. I they're very like- high maintenance, but once you love them, it's like you'll do whatever it is to protect them and take care of them and everything. Definitely a so, dog mom. Yeah, because they they become your babies. Yes. Definitely. Yes, and I and I embrace that now. So it's just I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> at first I didn't, but now I do, and it's just like yeah, <laughs> I totally get it. Right. So if I don't have biological kids, I'll have dogs. Exactly. Me too. Yep, and that's good. So who has been your favorite opponent to face so far? My favorite opponent. Uh, let's see. Um, my favorite, I love wrestling Erica Torres. I think she's very talented, very strong, very good. I, I love, I've loved every match that me and Erica have had. We've had a couple. I've loved everyone. Another one I would have to say is Cameron Brene. Um, she signed now, actually, uh, Amari Miller in NXT. She's doing great mm-hmm. things. She was always also one of my favorite people to wrestle as well. So those are, I would say, my two that I can think of, like right now, I would have to say. I feel bad if I miss somebody. Like, why didn't you say me? I'm just kidding. But, uh, off the top of my head, those are definitely two of my favorites. Um, I would have to say. Okay, and then the fact that one of them's on NXT now—that's cool. Very cool. Yeah, it's so crazy because I remember like wrestling. It's just crazy when you see people like that you actually like know. Mm-hmm. have made it and I'm so proud of her she's doing really great things yeah that's kind of how I feel whenever I see people on AEW that I know it's just like oh my god there they are Getting or Impact or NWA it just freaks me out it's just like oh my god here they are right it's well, so it's, wonderful it is it's a great feeling mm-hmm. so do you have any dream opponents dream opponents I, guess I love Sasha Banks I would love to wrestle Sasha Banks one day um, I would also love to wrestle Bianca Belair. I love Bianca too. Those are my two girls. Um, I like to wrestle Charlotte too. I think Charlotte's really good. Um, who else? Jazz. I would love to wrestle Jazz and Victoria. Okay. Those are like my two favorites from like whenever I first started was Jazz and Victoria. I love them. Trish and Lita are great too, but I love me some Jazz and Victoria. Those are my favorites right there. Um, so those are definitely a couple of my, my, my dream matches. 
fight, you just pick anything. Or a tag team or an intergender match versus The Rock. <laughs> I think that would be cool. I love The Rock. <laughs> I think that would be cool. Maybe, uh, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. I love The Rock. He's like one of my favorites too. Yeah, The Rock is actually my favorite male wrestler of all time. He's amazing. He's, He's absolutely great. amazing. Do you feel, well, since you brought The Rock up, do you feel like there's ever a point in which he'll actually come back to wrestling? I totally can see him coming back versus Roman Reigns, like one day. I can see that, like not like for good, but for our program, I can definitely see him coming back. I would love that actually, especially with Roman Reigns currently doing about head of the table and everything like that. I can definitely see like The Rock coming back and like I'm the real head of the table, something like that, you know, I, I can totally see that. I, that'd be cool. I'd love for that to happen. Yeah, that's my biggest theory. Like, okay, so online there are a couple of people who have come up with the theory that they feel like The Rock could come back for a Survivor Series next month because that. this year would be his 25th year, you know, since he debuted. Yeah, oh yeah, at Survivor <laughs> Series. And a lot of people really are under the impression that since nobody else um as of yet has beaten Roman Reigns, you know, and stuff like that, they feel like maybe he you know, would come back and, you know, assert himself as the real head of the table with the whole Samoan family dynasty. Right. And then, or they would spread it out, you know, and stretch it out, you know, after the Royal Rumble into WrestleMania next year, which yeah. would be perfect for me because I want to go. And, <laughs> and then to be able to see that iconic of a match, like, it's just like the two, it's like you have the iconic rock who's just one of like who's growing to be like a legend and then you have roman reigns who's probably one of the most polarizing superstars of our time right like it it, it would just be insane levels of awesomeness i can definitely see that especially for like wrestlemania that's what i'm banking on i'm banking on wrestlemania yeah but then so I'm hoping, anyway hoping yeah, and then a lot of people think they might stretch it out and then wait till WrestleMania the year after next because it's in California. And I hope they don't just wait till California to do it. Like, come on, no. Do it in Texas. Do it in Texas. Okay, so that's the one I saw. I actually saw that today about um, the one in LA. I, I wasn't sure which one that actually was. So, because it's in Dallas this year? Yeah, it's in year? Dallas next year. Okay, and in LA. Afterward, it's LA, yeah. Okay. Like, either way, I don't want them to just do it in LA. I want them to do it in Texas, because I know right. for sure I'm going to Texas. That's cool. Oh my gosh, I just I just cannot wait. But, and then you also mentioned how your two of your dream opponents were Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Of course, you know, they are stellar representations of Black women um, in wrestling, especially with their historic match that they had at WrestleMania, um, being the first two women, first two Black women to ever main event WrestleMania. Right. So how important is it to you um, to be a representation of Black girl magic in wrestling? I, like, normally, like, on the indies, I am a good guy, and I, and I love that, because I love that I can be a, a, a good, positive role model for the little girls. I love whenever the, the kids, especially the little girls, come up to me, and then they just want to take pictures and just say hello, or even just, like, stand, some, a lot of them just stand by my table. Um, they don't have anything to say. They just like stand by my table. I'm like, okay, that's cool too. <laughs> I, I, I love that. It makes me feel so good because it's always nice just to see and have that representation just so, hey, this person did it. I can do it too. And just to be that positive role model um, is 
I don't know. It's an amazing feeling. It, it's definitely amazing to be a part of that whole group of amazing Black women in women's wrestling. Yeah, definitely. And I know um, from my perspective as a fan, um, but slash budding professional, it feels amazing to see that type of representation in the independence as well because you have girls like you and um girls like karen bam bam and the woad and so many different black women who just do amazing things and then also on a mainstream level as well it sort of makes your heart swell um as a fan to sort of see that and then to be to have them put on this level of yeah these women are amazing and they're black women too and it's just just and it just makes me feel really good inside it makes me feel like i'm unstoppable and there's nothing that i can't do exactly you can do yeah. anything yeah it's like i know i'm not an athlete but it, it but it but the confidence that you guys have you know it helps me and it inspires me to apply that same confidence as I go out into the world and do what I do. Yeah. I know that's a very mushy thing to say. But no, it's awesome. It, it, that's I, yeah, I, was like, I definitely understand where you're coming from. You can definitely like gain confidence just some, from other people, seeing what they're doing. You know, like with what they're doing seems amazing. It, it makes you feel like, hey, I can do something amazing too. I can also go follow my dreams as well. So I, I definitely get that. Yeah, definitely. And also shout out to the other to to other women of color, especially black women in podcasting exactly. as well, who yeah. do amazing jobs and inspire me too cuz I'm still new. So, thank you guys for doing what you guys yes, do. Yes, thank you. So, yes. So, since I met you at the Belladonna Division show Genesis 2, mm-hmm. um how did it feel to be on an all women show? It was it was an amazing feeling. I love being on all women shows, especially that one. Like the amount of talent in that locker room that day was crazy. We had so many amazing women backstage and it just makes you feel good. Like when you're surrounded by all that talent, it just gives you like a swell of confidence that like, you know, you're doing something good, that you're able to be in this locker room. You're able to have a good match with an amazing opponent. I wrestled Maserati. She's amazing. She's so talented herself. Another black woman in wrestling who I was so excited to wrestle her beforehand. Mm-hmm. I texted uh, my boyfriend and I was like, oh my God, guess what? I get to wrestle. <laughs> I was so excited because she's so talented. And it was just an amazing feeling just being back there surrounded by so many women. And like we were just talking, there were also so many women of color on that show as well. Um, just, it was amazing. I, I loved it. And that's one thing about the Belladonna division as well. I feel like they like to bring in a lot of great people. So a shout out to Casey and uh, Monica for that, for sure. Yeah, definitely shout out to them because (laughs) honestly, like it blows my mind um, to even be back there with you guys. Cause I'm not, now of course I'm not a wrestler, I'm a commentator. Um, But at the same time, just being back there with you guys, um, it's like, I sort of see you all as super women. So it's just like, just being back there and just feeling that energy um and just being able to call you guys this action you know and this was my second time doing it it just felt amazing to be back there with so many women you know who are either just starting out or have been doing it for years and all of that and it's just and it's just amazing and i'm so happy that casey and um veronica um both you know allowed me to be a part of that um twice 
and hopefully a third time definitely but i'm just i'm just really excited to be a part of something so historic here in my home state too like right. yeah our home state because me casey and veronica all three of us are from the are from alabama from alabama yeah so the idea that something like this is happening you know in my own backyard you know that just means the world to me to even be a part of it and to call you guys action and make you guys look good so, right, exactly. You, you did a great job. I told you this before already, but you did you did an amazing job. Thank you. I'm sure so you'll be much. here in January too. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I feel yeah, it in my fair. bones. I'm so excited. Yeah, it'll be a great show. Yes. So I did see you did mention earlier that you had been on AEW and you when I look back, you had faced um Hikaru Shida. What was that experience like? And, you know, how did you get that opportunity? So the experience itself was amazing. Um, she's so sweet. She's very nice. Um, she let me, she, she let me do a lot. Like I was able to do a lot in the match. I was able to learn a lot. It was really like my first time like on TV or anything like TV, it was on YouTube, but it still had like the same principles as like hard cam and things like that. So I had a lot to learn. I've never done anything like that before. Mm -hmm. And like embarrassing story about that too is whenever I first came out, I don't know what was going on in my head um, about my entrance. Cause normally you're used to the, um, well, the extras or enhancement not getting like an entrance, right. but seeing dark plenty of times, I know that they get entrances, but in my head, I was like, this is not going to be on TV. I'm walking down and I look so nervous and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And it's like so embarrassing. <laughs> I look back on it and I was like, why did I do that? I was just like the worst. I was terrified, but I mean, I shouldn't have shown that because I, you know, but I was like, oh, I won't be on TV. I'll be fine. But <laughs> because it's funny, because when I did Impact, I actually had a, a full, I didn't have a full entrance, but I came out there like I was going to do my full entrance anyway. And it wasn't shown, but it was shown to the people and the fans. That's what I should have done for AEW um, instead of just the walking down nervous. But I mean, they made a story out of it a little bit. So <laughs> I guess it's fine. Yeah. But who did you find on Impact, though? Kylie Ray. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. She's great. Yeah, she is. She's amazing. It was actually her debut match uh, oh, wow. when she signed to, to Impact. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So basically, you know, having those opportunities, I imagine, you know, even though, you know, it was a little nerve-wracking for you, you know, it was still good to have, and I'm glad that you were with people who took care of you. Yes. Hey, everybody they both are amazing so sweet mm -hmm. too like they both are so kind kylie is just how she portrays on tv it's not an act that's really who she is she's just a sweet person um and so is she she was also very sweet very kind very willing to help and really kind of just wanted us both to look good so i, I definitely thank them both yeah, so how did those opportunities, you know, come for you? Like, did someone call you or did you get, like, a, a pop um, on your DMs or what happened? Yeah, I just got messaged and seeing if I was available for those days. And I just came on down. Okay, cool. Well, I'm glad you had that opportunity. And hopefully, yeah. you know, at some point you'll be back or maybe you'll be a knockout or... Hopefully. Maybe, you know, or maybe you'll be on AEW or something like that. Hopefully. Yeah, so um, how do you feel about the state of women's wrestling um, 
in your opinion, what is really what's happening is really good for women's wrestling mm-hmm. and what could be improved on? I am you know, I've, I've been very lucky to be wrestling now in this time to where we get so much more time, more mainstream um, visibility. And now there's just so many women's wrestlers. There's so many of us now. It, it's just a great time that we actually get out to go out there and show what we can do. It's not just like bra and panties matches. And it's not just these one, two minute matches all the time. Sometimes it is, but now we actually get a chance to show like what we can do. Like we're real, we're athletes. We can do this too. We can do this just as well, sometimes even better than the guys. So it's great that we're now getting a chance to show it because the women back then were great too. They just didn't have the opportunity always to show what they can do. And I think that's the biggest difference is that now that everybody knows that women are great. So you just want to show. And there's so many people advocating for the women too nowadays. It's like, especially on Twitter, if they see a really short match, we're going to call it out like that. Yes. <laughs> being seen things being called out. And it's just great to have that support system. And everybody loves women's wrestling and wants it to be better. And we're just, people aren't letting it slide as much as they used to about short matches, about like match stipulations. Even with some companies calling it not just like divas or whatever, you know, it's superstars. You know, it, it's just things like that. Um, one thing that I think can be changed is if it's not an all women's show, a lot of the time there is just one women's match per show, especially on the independent scene. Some shows they will allow multiple um, matches for women, but a lot of the times it's really just the one. If it's not an all women's show, mainly it's just going to be one. Because a lot of the times on my shows that I'm on, I'm like the only women's match. And I feel like that's something that should change because women, their draws too. People want to come out and they want to see the women, but there's only one show on there. And so I think that's something that can really be be improved is the amount of women's matches on the shows. Yeah, definitely. Because women's wrestling seriously draws. And I feel like a lot of people underestimate that because they subscribe to an older way of thinking in terms of wrestling which i think is more traditional but in actuality is not traditional it's just a little bit behind the curve right um and to be quite honest you know women's wrestling really does you know put put butts in seats and it sells tickets because you saw with events like evolution and like with the belladonna vision the belladonna division and also um empower that nwa had a couple months ago like people came in flocks to see that right you know to see an all-female show so if you give them the right opportunity and if you give women the right time and the right stories the people will come you just have to trust that you have to be able to have an open mind enough to trust that and i 100 percent agree with you with that right exactly we just need the time the opportunity we're gonna show out Mm-hmm. Always. Always. So if given the opportunity, um, would you sign with a major mainstream um, promotion? I definitely would. Um, I, I, I definitely would. It just depends on uh, the opportunity and, the, and everything is right. But I definitely wouldn't rule anything out uh, for sure. I'd love to. Okay. Do you know, like, do you have a preference? Not really. I just love to wrestle. I would love to get paid to just to, to wrestle. I, that's my main goal is just to wrestle. You know, I have a nine to five job. 
if I can even, if I have to do just the, um, like independence too, even if I don't get signed, if I can make enough money just from the independent scene, I would love that as well. I just, I just love to wrestle and I just want to wrestle and <laughs> have that to be, you know, my main job, but um, just anywhere. I, I think everywhere right now is doing, at least trying to do great things with their women's division. Like WWE with NXT is amazing. They have an amazing women's division down there in NXT. Even the girls like on the main roster, they're great too. AEW is doing great things with their women. Even got that secondary title. Mm-hmm. Of course, Impact has always <laughs> done right by their women. They've always had an amazing roster and amazing talent down there. NWA, of course, like we just said, um, MLW is even having their women's division is starting back, starting up with some really cool matches. So. It's just great time to be a woman's wrestler. I'd really just go anywhere. <laughs> I think everywhere has a has their positives to it. Yeah, definitely. Like there's like a huge smorgasbord um, of places to go and choose. So, you know, the world is your oyster. So <laughs> I totally get it. So who would you say are your top five um, favorite wrestlers of all time? Oof. I know it's a hard question. It's hard. <laughs> um, let's see, of all time, of course, I'm gonna have to say The Rock first. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rock. Ooh, this is so hard. You know, it's so crazy. I've never, I've never like thought about like ranking them, mm-hmm. um, or like in a list. I love The Rock. I love like I love Sasha Banks. She's definitely one of my all-time favorites. I I love her. Her and Bailey. That's like one of the, their feud in NXT is one of the moments that solidified I'm doing this. Uh, so Sasha Banks for sure. Uh, let's see who else. Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. I would say one of my top five. I love Stone Cold too. Definitely one of my top five. Mm-hmm. And then I would have to say I love jazz. So just overall encompassing who I love to watch and inspired and I would say that like that five there's so many factors you know like they have that like debate on the Mount Rushmore of like wrestling they have like yes. there should be like different like the subsects of like the Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. I feel like that should be like mine too everybody's top five you have top five like technical like all-time entertainer you know and it's just like hard but I would say like met together I would have to say like my quick five I would have to say don't, no, nobody judge my choices. <laughs> I don't think anyone's gonna judge your choices. Your choices are pretty solid ones. Yeah, like you can't really argue with either one of those choices. So I mean, no, no one's gonna judge you. <laughs> I mean, a lot of those favorites are some of my favorites too. Mm-hmm. And 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 also when it comes to Sasha and Bailey, like I was obsessed with them. Like I was so obsessed with them after I saw that match at, um, at Takeover Brooklyn. Yeah, that I just I was. I was just obsessed with them. And even when they came up to the main roster, I was just waiting for them to have the opportunity to fight each other like that again. And once they did, it was good. Yeah, it was amazing. Like if I ever like find myself down and like needing motivation, that's one of the matches I go to. Cause like, that's one of the things I was like, hey, I gotta do this. Cause it's just that feeling that you get. Like you just wanna like rehab, you know, keep that feeling of like loving wrestling. It was just a big moment. So it's definitely one of my, my matches I go to if I'm needing like a, some re-motivation or anything like that. Yeah, that's I, I would argue that that's probably the greatest women's wrestling match of all time. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. like I, like I can argue, you know, there, I'm pretty sure there are other ones, but that's really like it's it has to, that has to be in the top five. Yeah, no, no doubt for sure. Has to. Has to be exactly. If it's if it's not, then I question the credibility of your right. Life. <laughs> <laughs> I question I the credibility it of it. It has to be. Seriously. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what would you say are some of the greatest things that wrestling has given you on a personal level? Man, on a personal level, I would have to say confidence is one. Um, it's definitely helped me grow my confidence. I like I said, I still struggle with it, but it is miles above what it used to be. Um, that's one thing for sure. Um, me like believe like I guess that goes into like me believing in myself as well. Um, that I can do things. And like I said, all the time, I used to say, no, I can't do that. And then I do it and then I can. I'll say that's definitely one thing as well. Um, me getting out of my comfort zone. Um, like I said earlier in the interview, like I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm kind of reserved. I'm still very shy, but um, I'm able to go out there and just do things that I never thought that I could do. Um, even like talking to people, I'm not a big talker <laughs> to people. But that's really part of the job. So I just have to go out there and, you know, try to be my best extroverted self. You know, I'm learning that as well. So I would say those are the the top things that wrestling has really taught me. Um, And I'm really appreciative for it because I probably never would have learned those lessons had it not been for wrestling. Definitely. I get that. So Mm -hmm. what would you say the future holds for you? I don't, you know, hopefully great things. Well, no, not even hopefully. It holds great things for me. Um, I'm just excited to take things one day at a time and just to see, just to see where it goes. You know, that's another thing it taught me. I'm normally like very, everything has to be planned out. But now with wrestling, you kind of, everything's not on me. I have to kind of just go with the flow of things. Um, I, but I do see great things, hopefully, in my future, and let's go from there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's so funny you said that wrestling is kind of a thing where you have to learn to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. That's hard for me, too, because I was growing up, like, I was always, like, the type of person who had a plan for this, yeah. this, 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 this. And life and wrestling, or at least being a part of it now, has taught me that it doesn't go the way you plan for it to go. That's true. <laughs> Most of the time, but the way that it turns out isn't necessarily the worst thing either. Exactly. Like sometimes it pans out just how you need it to pan out and right. not how you expect it to. Right. Exactly. That's that's a really good way to put it. Yeah, definitely. It goes completely to left. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta go with it. You gotta learn how to like think on your feet. You gotta just learn how to you know adapt adapt exactly gotta learn how to adapt yes definitely well Mm -hmm. cassandra golden thank you so much for coming on the hardy wrestling podcast thank you for having me yes now of course you know this is your time to tell people where they can find you on social media and anything else you've got going on and stuff Okay. Um, well, depending on when this will be out, I actually have a match on Saturday in Natchez, Mississippi. I'll be wrestling Amber Rodriguez um, with BIW Wrestling or Bayou Independent Wrestling. I'll be there on Saturday. Come check it out. Um, for my social medias, you can reach me at underscore Cassandra Golden 
underscore on Instagram and my Twitter and my Facebook are just at Cassandra Golden. Um, also have a big cartel um, where you can pick up shirts like these ones. It's like my favorite one. <laughs> my little Brad's inspired t-shirt design. Um, and also have pictures and everything on there as well. So you can hit up those places to, you know, send me a message, talk to me, order some merch, support your girl. Well, thank you so much for coming on and I wish nothing but continued success for you. And also just the fact that you're fighting Amber Rodriguez, she's a guest, she's she's a past guest yeah. on my show as well. Like, oh my gosh, I love her too. So yes. good luck in your match um, thank you. this weekend. And thank just thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, I appreciate it. Yes, definitely. Right, so I just want to thank the golden one, Cassandra Golden, for gracing her amazing golden presence um, on my show. And I continue to wish her the very best in her career. So um, I know if you've listened continuously to the Hardy Wrestling Podcast this season, there have been lots of great interviews. Um, so please listen to all of those um, as we, you know, truck along through life and everything. But um, I know that probably within the next couple of weeks, I'm going to have a more normal episode, you know, that fits the regular um format of what it was which is news and gossipish and um me talking about a specific subject and the recap of all the events that happened in wrestling it's just and that was how i initially planned for this episode to go but a lot of stuff happened in my life that just kind of just popped off and it was kind of hard for me to sort of do that but basically i want to end this episode by just thanking everyone who has started listening to this show or just thank everyone who's been listening to this show since it started and who you know seeks to support me in all things and just send me good energy and be you know and speak about it from an actual positive place and, and not just a fake place um so basically if you want to follow me and see what's going on with me um stephanie you can follow me on instagram at hardy wrestling podcast and you can follow me on twitter at hardy wrestle pod um and you can also follow me on instagram and twitter at queen steph hardy and you can also see everything else that i may have had that i basically have going on um with women's wrestling talk on ww talk pod on instagram and twitter and you can check out our youtube page for at women's wrestling talk as well so with that in mind, I hope that you're being your best self and keeping yourself emotionally healthy and not feeling sorry for anything that you're doing, you know, for yourself in a positive way. Um, that's something I kind of had to learn this week is that sometimes you have to invoke boundaries in order to keep yourself healthy and on a um, and to keep your dreams moving forward. So. I hope that you're doing all that you can to sort of reinforce the boundaries of what it means to be you and just loving yourself in that way. 
and not so always consistently sacrificing yourself all for other people's um, comforts and feelings. Like, you know, of course, be selfless and not and don't be mean and selfish. But at the same time, also know that you have your own limits and you deserve to take care of yourself and to watch out for your dreams, regardless of, you know, how it may necessarily make others feel. So just take care of you mostly. So thank you for listening to the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl, Stephanie Hardy. And until next time, bye, y'all.